Merry Christmas. I'm not about to deal with you. What happened? You. That's so, what happened. So, oh my God, my audio. So for the people out there, the inmates were supposed to be running the show tonight and I was going to disappear, but the rest of the inmates are not here yet. The or, inmates? Yeah. By inmates, I mean, you know, you know, uh, the rest of you, the rest of the cast members. Yes, Crystal, you? already. What y'all all saw the video that went live November 1st at 12 a.m. When the Queen of Christmas says that it is time to start celebrating Christmas, it's time to start celebrating. Not like this is news. It ain't news. You know what? We're not going to deal with your shenanigans today. Are you we ain't going to deal with your you, How dare you refer to me as an inmate? Oh. Mm-hmm. Because y'all are inmates in this crazy, crazy thing. Mm, mm, and Crystal, mm. you saw... I, I sent it to everybody. I sent that video to about a, a lot of people. <laughs> That's a shame. Oh, my goodness. So... Today is election day. I don't know how much. I think polls are open for like another hour. Hopefully you guys went out to go vote. And I'm going to say this again, like I said on TikTok earlier. Those of you who don't follow me on TikTok, make sure y'all follow me on TikTok at Martel Rowland on TikTok. Um, I forgot your TikTok name, so. I don't even remember it myself. <laughs> Crystal, you better have voted. And you, if Crystal... Crystal, me and you gonna have a problem if you voted for Ron Johnson or oh. Tim Michaels. So you cannot tell somebody the way they want to vote. So for those of you who don't know, Tim Michaels is in the, in talks of writing a bill that will eliminate gay people's rights to be able to get married. Um. Uh, what's his name? Tim, uh, Tim. No, that was Ron Johnson who wants to be the Ron Johnson wants to be able to end gay gay marriage, and then Tim Michaels said publicly at one of his rallies or whatever you want to call it, uh, that he he said that another if when he get elected another Republican will never lose in the state of Wisconsin. He's going to rig the elections for Republicans can win. Every time in Wisconsin. So why would you want a person like that to go and vote? Is what I'm saying. I understand. <laughs> I understand your stance and opinion. <laughs> Listen, okay. I came in hungry. <laughs> Hating haters. Crystal says she always blow vote blue. Now I'm not. I'm gonna say my personal opinion. Honestly, the blue team doesn't necessarily always have it together. They do come up with some out, outrageous ideas, both sides. There's been some moments where the blue party has said some stuff or want to put something in place. And I'm like, mm, that don't sound like a good idea to me. I don't know why it's like a good idea to them. But yeah, I, I, I'm not totally on board 100% with the blue team. But compared to the people that's on the other side, the blue team seem to be the best way to go right now. I mean, if you could get a cast of people to come on here and do an episode, Crystal, so that we can get a break from an episode, I am totally fine. Uh, but um, we're going to push off the mid-season finale until 
uh, what's the damn next holiday coming up? Thanksgiving. Everybody keep on telling me, what about Thanksgiving? When yeah. Thanksgiving is the holiday. It's not a season. Christmas is a season. Thanksgiving is a holiday. I'm just going to put that out there. And then how many Thanksgiving songs do y'all know besides greens, beans, tomatoes, whatever, that? How, many how dare go- you and my baby birthday is the day before Thanksgiving oh. this year? How dare you? It's still, it's Thanksgiving is still a, a, a holiday in the season. Ooh, I get the a- same amount of days off for Christmas that I do Thanksgiving. Oh. Christmas is more spectacular. Whatever. Oh, Christmas says she get her crew together. Yay! That means we get an episode off. Oh, but Christmas is more spectacular. Is more glamour. Um, I say glamour, glamorous. It's 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 a uh, it's a vibe. Thanksgiving is just uh. It's a hard. And then my whole what? How, how many black people have y'all seen at Thanksgiving pictures back in the original Thanksgiving? I want to answer me that question. I can ask you the same about Christmas. Hell, they was Hebrews. Hebrews is black. What do you mean? But they were Hebrews before Christmas occurred, right? Because we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So what was it before then? Uh, Jesus Christ is black. Okay, that man has wool hair. That man is black. That man that they be having sitting up there with that perm hair, that ain't, that ain't Jesus. With the slip back. Yeah, that ain't Jesus. But the middle part. Jesus, the real Jesus look like James Brown. With wool hair. Why James Brown? I don't know. It's the first thing that popped in my head. Why Jesus couldn't just be look like Jesus? <laughs> Crystal says she's all about the Christmas season. Yes, it's the Christmas season. I am so excited. Uh, people around the house is probably tired of me already when it comes to the Christmas season because um, all I want for Christmas is you has probably been played at least four times a week here. So... Yeah, they're about sick of Christmas when it comes to me. But back to what I was saying about voting. So if you did not go and vote, I just want you to know this right now. You don't have the right to complain about how high rent is. You don't have the right to complain about interest rates, mortgage rates. You don't have the right to complain about how much crime is going on in the city. You don't even have the right to complain about how corrupt the government is. Because if you did not go vote, you don't have a right to say anything that has to do with what's going wrong, what kind of problems this country is facing. You don't have a right to say nothing. You have the right to sit the hell down and shut the hell up. That's what you got the right to do if you didn't go take your ass out and vote. And then they'll say, oh, I ain't gonna get no time off of work. I had to work and Y'all could do early voting. Y'all could have the ballots in the mail. And then you know what? Sometimes your mailman would grab the ballot from your house and still mail it. You ain't even got to do nothing. But fill out the ballot and leave it outside for your mailman to pick it up. So it was a no excuse why nobody went to go vote. I thought your job was supposed to give you um, time off to go vote. I mean that too, but people need. Well, I ain't afraid clock out of work to go vote. It's, I need my money and die, 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 die. Uh huh. And then when they cut your social security, your food stamps, and your free health care, and all the other kind of stuff that these Republicans is trying to do, then what you gonna do, huh? What you gonna do? Complain some more? Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I ain't had nothing else. I, I, I didn't. I ain't have nothing else after that. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, I can't wait for it to uh, when this show is over. I can't wait, y'all, for you go to sleep. Today was so stressful. Today, why? And here's here's something I don't understand. So, the other shift at my job, they you know they get paid quite good. So the other shift. No, on top of their regular pay, they get paid an extra two twenty five an hour for working a second shift, and third shift get paid three dollars more an hour. And yeah. on the weekends, on top of them getting a regular pay, plus the pay the shift differential for working a different shift, they also get another dollar twenty five on top of that per hour. Um. I don't know what they get paid. I'm like, I, it's it's crazy because I'm like, so like the first shift team, they told them, oh, you guys have to work every single last holiday of the year, and we didn't have a say so in it. But second and sh- third shift doesn't. They tell the first shift team, you know what, you guys are going to be taking on a whole nother department job. Other shift doesn't. So I don't understand how this other shift is getting paid all this extra money, but don't do shit. Let's fucking boycott them. I feel like we should boycott. We should go on strike. I I am calling a fire marshal. I'm gonna stay in my lane. You you know what? I'm effective going on strike tomorrow. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck you, theater. I'm so tired of you talking about this damn. I'm tired. I'm come back to work next week Wednesday. I don't give a fuck when you come back to work. Don't nobody care about you going on vacation. Tina already done went on. Well, that wasn't really a vacation. We ain't gonna really say so hard at a vacation. But anyway, I'm sick of y'all. You know what? Fuck you. I'm calling my sister. We putting your ass out. We sending you back to that fucking adoption agency. We got your trampy ass I'm, from. I'm gonna I'm gonna boycott the podcast because he called us some inmates. Oh yes, I see it here. Uh, I collect the inmates running the show, so I see y'all later on in the show. All right, okay, I'm gonna see y'all. Okay, all right now, all right, I'm gonna see y'all. Okay, 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 fine, fine. I'm a fucking inmate. Fuck him. He called us some inmates. That's because he's a hater. He can't help it, boo. Oh, I thought it was called a mental health crisis. Well, you know he's going through psycho problems because he's doing work for change. <laughs> That's what it is. He's doing work (laughs) for change, actually doing something with himself, and he can't. He he can't do it. So he was talking about voting. Did you go vote? Nope. Uh, uh, uh. Tell us why you decided not to vote. Fuck them. Oh, who is them? Wait a minute. All of them, because (laughs) it's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, why do you feel that way? Because no matter who you vote in, if you try to vote for somebody's politics that's supposedly be for us, nine times out of ten, they're not. They get in the office, and we can't do no more than what Congress allows us to do. I understand that to a certain extent. But why sell us a bunch of drinks? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, I feel like this. Slavery is not over. It's just used a different way, but in order for them to get me back into a cotton field or totally in control or something like that, they do better off just wiping me out. 
Why is you always talking about somebody being exterminated? Well, I mean, that's what they slowly but surely doing to us. Think about it. Mm, mm, mm. They just think and doing it, doing it in a different, different way. I mean, I have to, um, I have to agree with something that Martel said earlier. That it's really hard to vote one side when you agree with some of the stuff that one side say and some of the stuff the other side say, you know, and why why is it so difficult to find somebody that has kind of like the best of both worlds? It's almost like in order for you to run as a Democrat, you have to think entirely this way or in order for you to run as a Republican, you have to think entirely this way. You know what I'm saying? So... And then you got these independent parties that never win, ever. And I feel like it's just a bunch of people who hear the election, then they get bombarded with all these videos, these text messages, these phone calls, these commercials on TV, all of the shit that was in my mailbox. And you like, vote for this person, vote for this person. Why am I voting for this person? What is on the ballot besides voting somebody into Congress or the Senate, you know? A lot of people don't understand any of that stuff. And that's kind of sad. Who told you to come back? (laughs) (laughs) I I told you. Ah, boy. I'm going to send him somewhere so they can get him some good drugs. These people just don't understand the shit that we have to deal with dealing with um, his case. And it's a very special case. <laughs> he stands in, in, in his problem stands all to itself. I don't even think they're ready for that one yet. <laughs> no, they're not. They not. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> but I mean, so I don't know. You know, it's and I really feel like so like my son recently turned 18, right? Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about oh, this can be your first election, but he didn't want to vote. And the reason he gave me was it ain't gonna do nothing. And I'm like, why do you believe you know, why do you believe that? So I said, okay. At least educate yourself on who's running, why they're running, where their stance is, what else was on the ballot other than just people running for office because it was other things placed on the ballot as well. And then I told him he need to get himself ready for the presidential election. You know, that's so I feel like that's part of the problem. Like when if, if you want. To see a difference, you have to have the collective majority actually buy into voting, right? That's what they did with Barack Obama. Okay, I didn't totally agree with Barack Obama because, for one, they felt like, okay, and I, I, I don't know if this uh, if hopefully this won't, won't get us banned or nothing like that or whatever, have you get me kicked off. But I, <laughs> I, I figured like this, they thought that they was doing us a favor by putting 
as they say, and, and, and no other words of putting a nigga in the office. He's not black. Barack is mixed. He is. So mm -hmm. um, you're not doing us no favor in doing that because you turn around if if he if he says that he's gonna do something before he gets in the office. Once when he gets in the office, everything sugar turn to shit. That that wasn't his fault when you got majority when the majority of the Senate and Congress is Republican. He you? can't pass nothing without Democrats being in the, the Congress and Senate. It, so it was the people who didn't go vote during for that after for that next election after that. That's the reason why he couldn't get nothing passed or done that he wanted to get passed. Hallelujah. I some a piece of shit, nephew, mother, fuck, 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 fuck. But anyway, I was just saying about time. You get some people in office, they still can't do shit. Or whatever happens. Because they're going to go totally against them because they really want who they want in there to do more damage. So that's why so that's why this election was so important. Because of that there, what Martel just said. We ain't so the actual people who's gonna pass these laws is the House and Senate, right? They're not gonna let that happen unless you have the majority of people that hold the same views as the president that you want in office. That's when you're gonna start to see a change, yeah. But that's never gonna happen. And why is that? Because you don't have enough people to vote. That route, or uh, then again, it's always going to be somebody that does throw a monkey wrench in it. It happened during Bush presidency. Would you just come back home and stop fucking? I mean, you can't you can't say something like that and don't elaborate on what happened. So that's part of the problem. Like people are not educated on how politics work. Like that, you take a history course, and don't want to listen to that shit, right? So it's like. You can't say that you didn't learn about it because you went to school. You know what I'm saying? But they don't never actually break it down to you about how this directly will affect you. People do try. Because they don't want you to know that. Okay. Exactly. They only want you to know so much. Exactly. But you gotta learn how to educate yourself too. But if you notice in years past, presidents who popularity dropped by the time they're being reelected again, so when it came to nominating the mm. Congress and all that other kind of stuff, mm. the opposite party actually got elected into Congress. So if you notice, when Barack Obama was in office, he had lost like sixty something seats in the Senate and Congress. When uh Trump got it, when Trump was in office, he lost majority of his uh people because of how. Nobody liked them, so majority of the Senate and Congress was elected Democrat. And the same happened with uh Bill Clinton. Then when he when his popularity had dropped, then everybody started voting in all Republican senators and, and congressmen and all this other kind of stuff. So anything those presidents tried to get passed or done, they couldn't do. That's the way they're gonna keep it. The only person who was successfully able to do that within the last four or five presidents of George W. Bush. He was the only person who had 
uh, a popularity who's his their popular thing was like above 60%. He had 63% of popular things. So when it came around to him need to get uh, Republican congressmen and senators in office, they he got voted in because okay, of how popular I need you he was. to specify was that daddy or son? George W. Bush is the son, and I think George H. W. Bush is the dad, or something like that. I think George, for, George for W. Bush is the son. Didn't know. Oh, yeah, my bad if y'all didn't know that. My bad. A bunch of bullshit. So, and I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, huh? I mean, I was young when Bush was in office, right? Uh, but it's like, I feel like he became more popular and likable after he was out of office. Mm-hmm. Why, he though? He really he showed how down he was with my people uh, after he left the office, especially with how he played around with Michelle. So, and then that makes me go back to what I said earlier. How come you don't have a person that has views of both parties? It's like, if you Democrat, you got to be you have to think in all areas like this, or you have to portray yourself as believing all this way, or if you're a Republican, you have to portray yourself to be all one way. That, that's because they look at the Green Party, who are kind of who kind of see things from both sides. People look at them as hippies. That's a bullshit. You you not you can't be one. You can't think one way. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's just that's, like this. Like I just like tell people during Biden's presidency, I have not agreed one hundred percent with with everything that he has done. Like I had said before, I feel like he has focused too much on lower class people. But then, like I said, now it's a few congressmen and stuff that's that's are being elected into office who work are considered and grew up middle class and no middle class experiences who can say who could get in the president's ear or say, send a, a letter to the president's desk saying like you know what I think we should do something to help these group of people also because these are the people that. I know or these are the people who I have spoke to personally in my state or whatever when I was going around shaking baby kissing babies and all this other kind of stuff and these was the issues that I heard so a lot of people don't understand like the reason why the, this election is so important because these are the people who we go complain to and then they go to Washington and fight or fight or try to deal with the issues that we have complained to them them about Yes, it's all about money. This it's money too in it, but you got some people like like that's what I said. Like I feel like the way how the boomers talk and the generation X people talk, it discouraged millennials and generation Z's to want to go into politics to want to make that change. We gotta change the mind current mindset that we have about politics. Cause if we ever expect change to happen in politics, we gotta encourage it we gotta teach them like oh we can't teach them that all politicians are crook crooked cops like we we can't teach them that because how, how can we expect change or want their world to be better when it comes to politics we're not willing to teach them better or get them a chance to make a change i mean i feel like they just don't understand leadership in, in general they don't like, we got to look at how they bounce from job to job for one right then mm -hmm. 
you got to look at how a lot of at least inner city, um, lower middle class, if you want to put it like that. I'm not even going to say, I feel like all children, like, you know, they get to that point where you got to teach them and they want to rebel, right? So now you got a bunch of grownups, young grownups who are still in that rebellious stage because nobody explained to them why this stuff was important to have in together. So they have no um, interest in it. They just, you know, as long as they got their social media. I mean, I feel like in, in I feel like in white households, it's politics are talked. It's talked about in black households. It's not talked about. They don't teach their kids about these kind of stuff. They don't talk to their kids about this kind of stuff. When I feel like when it comes, I'm gonna say black households, just minority households in general. They don't talk about it like when you grow up all you when you get old enough to vote you just hear your parents say vote democrat why should i vote democrat like you're not really kids like to me when it comes to minority kids they don't take an interest in politics unless they just find some reason to find it get interest on their own they discover how interesting politics is they learn about how politics work on their own and that comes from like i said like it's it's Roaring when I went when I was in middle school, to be honest, not middle school, when I was going in elementary school, even though it was considered a poor city, none of the white kids I went to school with had teenage parents. Not one of them. I didn't have teenage parents. So and then when I it's like when I got older and we moved to a bigger city, which is here in Milwaukee, and I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of minority kids instead of white kids, mostly everybody's parents is teenagers. And these teenagers are not going to be interested in teaching their kids politics because they too busy in the club still trying to relive their teenage years that they missed out when they first had the baby. And that's the problem. There's nothing being taught. <laughs> and they wonder why the world is so jacked up. But how can they teach them if they don't know themselves? Exactly. Oh. That's what I'm saying. With them being teen, like that says, y'all need to hold off on ain't that serious. At least if you're gonna have sex as the teenagers, do have safe sex, do practice safe sex, birth control, and all oh, whatever the kind of stuff. I know still it's a good chance that you know whoopsies happen, but damn. I'm just saying, I know I personally know somebody who had a baby at 15, 16, 17, 18. So when that person, once them kids got to a certain age. They can leave the kids at home and now they can go out in the club and shake their ass and stuff. You think they're gonna have time to you think they first sit there and teach their kids about politics? Hell no, they wasn't interested in politics. They did what they had to do to put some kids, some food in them kids' mouths. No kids became old enough to be at home by themselves and I'm afraid to go out and try to relive the years that I miss. And that's the problem. Well, I mean, and all honesty, when you're so busy trying to learn how to survive, you really don't have interest in too much. You, you can't are. get past the point. You can't get past the part where you gotta survive. Like you're right. Everything else really don't matter. And then once you, and then the stress from living day to day, and really don't have a five ten year plan or a retirement fund or um, money saved up for college education for your kid, like. That shit is stressful. So then what do you do? How do you cope? You drink, you smoke, you do drugs, 
you have multiple sex partners. Oh, wait, now you're pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And I and I totally agree with that. But then it's it's some people who I know who who were actually good teenage parents. I know a lot and, of good teenage parents, and they yeah. actually took an initiative. And their kids like like yeah, I might not have the money to send them to the best school, or whatever. But I'm gonna make damn sure that my kid is not a dummy. Right. And one of the things I need for parents to stop doing, you know, I ain't got no kids. This is why I don't want no kids. But one of the things I need for parents to stop doing. Whew. So when Lil Ron Ron or Brown Brown get killed and stuff like this, y'all be all over social media and so mad about what happened to your child or whatever. But your child was out here selling drugs, robbing, shooting, and killing, being doing a whole thug bizzle on Facebook with wise the cash and this, this, and that, and all this other kind of stuff are supporting it. But then when Lil Ron Ron, something happened to Lil Ron Ron, y'all want to turn your back on the world and y'all angry at everybody, it's your fault. I know you can't control what your adult, adult kid do, but at the same time, you shouldn't be encouraging what they're doing. And then y'all have a funeral for Lil Ron Ron and Lil Bron Bron. Y'all got all these pictures around Lil Ron Ron and Bron Bron cast these stacks and stacks and stacks of dollars, but you gotta, y'all have to do a GoFundMe to put them in the ground. I mean, I can say the same with white-collar crime, so. You can. I mean, you know, I mean, it I, happens. You can, and it's crazy. It, it's a lot less quieter, though, right? Yeah, it's a lot less. Like, it's a lot quieter. I feel like the people in, like you said, the white collar crime. I feel like those people are what a lot of the other people call PWT. What's that? Poor white trash. No. I feel like so. I, when I think of white collar crime, I'm thinking of embezzlement, millions oh, yeah, of dollars. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking of. They they probably had the best of best lives, probably making a ton of money. So what you embezz embezzling two million dollars for? Avoid paying taxes. Probably because they in debt, some kind of gambling debt or something oh, well, yeah, like that. They, they're living above their means, just like the people that are impoverished. So mm -hmm. now they're committing crimes on a different level. But then it be so hush hush. Because it's not a violent crime, but you still it's still detrimental to whatever business and whatever population of people that it directly affects, you know? So yeah, I'm, gonna, you're right. I'm gonna give you an example, right? So the place where I work at, um, years and years and years and years and years and years and years back, right? The CEO was embezzling money. Mm. Okay, so now we are, and it and it kind of goes both ways, right? So it's going to affect the impoverished, the less fortunate, you know, because of the community that we serve, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially can be shut down because now you siphoning money away from their care, mm -hmm. you know. So it directly affects them, but you didn't hear, you didn't know nothing about that, did you? Mm -mm. That's what I'm saying. Quite a bit of money, too. So that's what I'm saying. White collar crime, it affects them. It was kept quiet. But let it be, you know, like you say, something that um, the impoverished population has to deal with. They're always in the spotlight. They're always in the spotlight. And I feel like that's not, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. I can say that. So I've been on both 
I've been impoverished before and I've been working middle class, right? I had mm-hmm. both of my parents, but I still was getting food stamps. I still was getting state um, insurance. I still was living in low income housing. You know what I'm saying? Like all of those things. I'm so, I consider myself to be intelligent, you know, but you have to want to do those things, things for yourself. And it's easier said than done a lot of times where you have to sacrifice like when I was going through school, I could only work weekends. Who was going to pay my bills? Well, nobody else paying my bills. I had to make sure I was paying my own bills. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of gray area in that. Do you have people that don't want to do shit and just want to live off of welfare? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But then you got people that whose parents came into money some kind of way and they ain't doing shit either. You know what I'm saying? They ain't doing. They not. They not doing the damn thing. They not, they not contributing to to um the population health or whatever you want to call it. They're not contributing to the community in a positive way. Hell, they probably got a drug habit that their parents are keeping on wraps under wraps, mm-hmm. more than likely. So you know that's kind of where it's you know when. I, so it's like a case by case basis. I'm always going to judge somebody based off of how they conduct themselves. I don't like blanket statements only because I've lived there. I've I've done that. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Life happens. You're always not going to be on the top of your game, but you got to rebound. That person right there might rebound in one week. It might take you five years, but you're still working towards something positive. Mm-hmm. I had all of my children out of wedlock. All of my kids are the way like my oldest two are scholars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lived in the hood. I just moved myself out the hood. Lived in the hood my whole life. Just moved myself out the hood. You know, their father isn't around. They still making things happen. Oldest got a job. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's just how you set those things. And it was not easy. By a long shot. I may make it look easy. You might see other people that make that look easy. But being a parent is probably one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing ever to do as an individual. You're responsible 100% for somebody else that can choose and decide that they want to do something other than what you're telling them probably will work. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so for you to just be in control over another being and then when they get a certain age, they don't care about what it is. They can throw that all out the window. I can give my kids the best education and the best guidance and they can decide they want to be go out here and be a criminal. Mm-hmm. For whatever yeah. reason, you know. Because yeah. I always tell people, like, I grew up, at one point I grew up, it was drugs in the house. I've seen people do crack in elementary school and all kind of stuff. I've I've seen a quite a lot in 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 a short period of lifetime for me. And I just look at that stuff and I just like that is not going to be me. I am not going to be become a a product of what's in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Is and that's a, a and that's a big reason why I've never done a lot of things in my life. Like I keep telling people, I've. I've never smoked marijuana. I have never, <laughs> I've never done any type of crack. I've never done X. I never popped any of them kind of pills. I've never done any of that stuff because I've seen the effects of what that stuff has done to family members. 
So I not and I and I just look at that and I'm just like, no, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna mean me. Like I can say like now, if I decide to quit my job right now, I can I can go apply for another job right now and pass a drug test. And I'm happy that I'm able to do that. And I just I just and I just look at that like some people they surrender to their environment. And I feel like within the minority community, that happens a lot. Not saying it doesn't happen in white communities, because you can see some of these kids who come from, you know, households where the mom and dad is making six figures. But then now this kid is strung out somewhere on meth in a whole nother state somewhere. They don't even know where their kid is at. So in my in my experience, upper middle upper class usually abuse prescription medications mm-hmm. because then it's not as stigmatized as street drugs right so mm-hmm. if i come to work under the influence of something and um abusing anxiety meds or pain meds or any type of psych med you know um they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, she was taking it for this and, you know, she's been using it X amount of years. Maybe it just wasn't work. You know, it comes all of these different excuses. In mm-hmm. my head, it's excuses. But I mean, an addiction is an addiction, right? Right. So, but my thing is, an addiction is an addiction. You should, everybody should treat the addiction, an addiction, the same way. And it's not treated the same way. So, you know, I guess, like you said, we have been subject to seeing people using street drugs, you know. Um, and then when I, I mean, I, like I, I've been on both ends of the spectrum in my lifetime. I've been with people around people that make this amount of money and, and people who make nothing. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be those prescription drugs that get abused so much. You know, so and a lot of the reason why is because impoverished really didn't have access to health care to be abusing those drugs. Couldn't couldn't get get the health somebody to prescribe them. Couldn't afford to buy them, you know, psych medications. Oh, he finally woke up. Um. Psych medications, I mean, like that type of health care is, is not really available to the impoverished population, you know. So it's just a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of different stuff. And I feel like, I don't know, I just, I feel to me that the impoverished population has been snuffed out of a lot of opportunities on purpose. I mean, yeah, you gotta have impoverished people for the the rich to thrive, and it's just the cycle of how how things work, sadly. So, like, it's still it's still amazing to me how many people don't know how to read. Yeah. So, fuck it's it's people who came from write literature. It's people who it's it's a it's a lot of people out here who doesn't have a basic elementary school education, to be honest. But that don't mean that they don't they how can I say that there's 
stupid or anything. They could have have spent mm-hmm. another way. They were not taught in a way that society wanted them to learn. That's it. In my right. head, because you can have skills, but don't necessarily finish school. That's correct. You know, so I mean, I'm always gonna say experience is the best teacher. Yeah, I'm like I said, some people can be like, like some people are street smart and they're not book smart. There are some people are book smart and not street smart. I mean, it's fine, but at the same time, like for some of these people who who for instance, they, they don't they didn't graduate high school, and y'all apply for these jobs saying like, oh, they ain't no paying good paying jobs out here, and ain't this this and that. Like, there's good paying jobs out there, but how do these jobs know that you can follow basic basic rules if you, we don't know if you you didn't graduate high school? How we know you can read? So how can we know we can sit a piece of paper in front of you and say read these instructions on how to work this? How do you know that? You can have one of the highest educations that there is, man. Still in all, it's always a, a fluke somewhere where either you too smart for it, or, That's true. or, or, or whatever have you. So it's, it's a gimmick to every damn thing. And I feel like people that are incredibly okay. book smart okay. lack okay, zero so, people skills. So would you hire somebody to work a ca- your cash register at your at your establishment, but don't not account money? Yeah. Now because you know the so come on. You now. could teach them. You could teach them. I mean, if they have a problem, yeah. Every, every, I mean, everybody have a weakness somewhere. I don't know one person that can't count money besides little babies. I, I everybody do, know how to. I count literally money. know an adult person who can't count money. That's terrible. Because and I feel when like they do, people know how to count money and it, not read. And when they do count money, they can't do large bills. Like they do everything in small bills where it's easier for them to be able to comprehend what they're doing. I have never met a person that didn't know how to count money. Mind you, this person is almost 50. So, well, uh, that's on them, but I'm always going to know what's in my pocket. I agree. So then it questions, it, it makes me want to ask, does that person have a learning disability that's undiagnosed because they don't have access to health care? Good question. Which I feel like during the Obama era, a lot of people should have took care, took a, took advantage of that health care they was giving out, especially wherever they wherever it is, they're paying thirty dollars a month for health care. They should have took advantage of it. I don't know how much it costs now because healthcare is so damn expensive these days. And um, it's this guy that lives across the pond, and uh, I believe he's in England. And he's coming, he's planning on coming to America and visit or whatever. And he said, basically, somebody sent him a bill, a hospital bill, and he just couldn't believe how much the hospital bill was. So the person was billed 200 and seven some thousand dollars. It was two hundred some thousand dollars. It might be more than two hundred seven, but it was billed two hundred some thousand dollars. After the hospital discount, and I guess with with insurance covered, that person was still on the line for one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars out of pocket in cost, and his mind was just blown. 
because he couldn't believe it. Cause you know, over there, over there, like you said, they may they may pay higher in in health in taxes with for healthcare, but he was like, we don't have to pay for it. I can go to the hospital and cut my I can cut my hand and go to the hospital and not have to worry about a ten thousand dollar hospital bill. And to be honest, I have had I fell through a window one time, sliced my hand. Went to the hospital. All they did was took some tweezers, dug out two pieces of glass, put some saline water on there, and I got a bill in the mail for $3,000. Yeah, it's all about money out here when it comes to shit like that. Mm-hmm. Health insurance, I never go back, I don't think, to where it used to be. I had some of the best health insurance at one time that a person could want. But it, it, everything is about a dollar bill here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's damn, you, you damn near better off dead than alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it, it should prime example. The shit that I got now. I had to argue with a couple of people at the job. Someone said, damn. I had XYZ insurance before I started here, before I left this other particular job. And I went to the, my copay or whatever. Have you? I think me and you have talked about this before. Paid our copay. We have talked about it before. And you know the people that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get bills then. Oh, well, well you got a bill whenever. Uh-uh. Any kind of insurance. Just that. Man, I just had insurance where I was. Prime example, five graphics back many years ago. I don't know how they are now. But covered 100% because they had in-house doctors. They mm-hmm. had med, quad med, and shit like that. Even when, I mean, only time that you really get a charge is when you go out, out the system. Out the network and stuff, yeah. yeah. So, it, it's, it, everything is all about money now. It's not, it, it, it's I mean, I mean, me. You work for a company that provides healthcare for us, and they provide the doctors for us, and yet we still pay a ridiculous amount of money every time we go to the doctor, even though the money is going back to them. They 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 using a third party insurance play. Yeah, they are. You know, but they, when that insurance payout, so when we so, so when we use our insurance, which is in the network for the company that we work for, that money goes back to the company. Once that the insurance still got to pay out that money or whatever it is that the insurance company had to pay out for whatever it is that we went to see a healthcare provider for, that money is still going directly back to the place that employs us. So you yeah. would think that we would see either a cheaper insurance pay. Cheaper co-pays or or something, but the employees don't get that discount. <laughs> That's where they got to set up where the where the third party makes their mm-hmm. money and it's the hell with the the employees. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not like I said. It's not about about you being in the company, you being this, that, and whatever. Have you? It's all about dollar bill. Mm-hmm. You know, if you work, you get hurt. Either a you you, you pay the bill, or we worry the hell out you. And I mean, it, uh, other insurance contact you, but damn, these motherfuckers here. You you, you, you can blank your eyes. You bit me and went to the doctor last week. 
you said you get a phone call the following week asking where's the balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I never had that. So we reached that point in the show, everybody. We got to do videos. Yay, videos. Yay. No yay? Okay, well, here we go. They First better not be weak. Uh, to be honest, I didn't watch them, so I don't know. So here we go. History of America is the history of rich white men telling not rich white people that their enemies are black and brown. It starts in the colonies of what would become the United States. Let's remember, during the colonial period, mid-1600s, there was no such thing as white people. I know some people who are now called white find that shocking, right? Because they think whiteness is real. But whiteness was created. Europeans didn't call themselves white. We didn't call ourselves white. We weren't all members of one big happy family. Are you kidding? Have you studied the history of Europe? The history of Europe was about killing each other. That's what we did in Europe. We just killed each other before we figured out there were other people to kill. We just killed each other, right? I mean, that was the history of Europe. The English hated the Irish, right? Northern Italians didn't even think that Southern Italians were Italians. The Germans hated everybody. And everybody hated their ass right back, right? There was no team called white, no race called white, but all of a sudden, in the middle of the 1600s, there was. Why? Why was it suddenly necessary to create this thing called the white race? Well, because rich people can count, that's why. And so rich folks looked around, the ones that owned all the land, you know, in the colonies, the colonial elite, looked around and they realized something, that they were heavily outnumbered by African enslaved folks, by European indentured servants, who were just one level above a slave, or other Europeans who weren't technically indentured servants, but they were still peasants, didn't have any money, didn't have any land, and they could do the math. They added it up and they were like, damn, we got to figure out a way to split these folks apart from one another or they're going to rise up and take our stuff, right? Because after a while, these black folks who were enslaved Africans and these quote-unquote white folks who were poor Europeans are going to figure out they're all getting played by these rich people. Right. So ultimately, the rich figure out they got to come up with some way to get somebody in that group on their team. The easiest thing is to get the poor Europeans. Right. Because at least they look like you. They sort of share some of the customs and the culture. So they all of a sudden create this thing called whiteness. And they say, now you're part of the club. Now we're going to let you testify in court, enter into contracts, vote, at least if you're a man, own a little bit of land, at least if you're a man. Right. And we're going to get rid of indentured servitude. No more of that because you're too good for that. And. We're going to take the white men, now called white men, and put them on the slave patrol to keep black people in line. Give them a horse and a gun and a badge and make them feel big and powerful, right? They're still poor. They still don't have anything. They didn't pay the slave patrol well, right? Just exploited them, used them as a buffer between the elite and the other poor folks, particularly poor folks of color. And pretty soon the rebellions that occasionally happened where black and white got together to overthrow the elite, those stopped because the divide and conquer had begun to work, right? You could turn people against each other by telling those poor white folks they gotta keep these black people in line. And so that divide and conquer gets initiated in the colonies, rich white men telling not rich white people that their enemies are black and brown. That was actually a good one. I didn't, I, that's, my, that's my first time. I'm mind blown. I, I, that was I didn't, good. good. We'll all learn something then. I mean, not really learned anything, but oh, it was it was. I like it, the way it was good he to hear a, a white person say it from their perspective. I like the way he explained it. See, we need more <laughs> teachers like that in school to break it down so these kids understand. 
I agree. Yeah, but that ain't going to happen. It ain't. I wonder who was he speaking to? Where was he teaching at? Was he speaking to like a church? They feel like the one of the things that I sent you to, I might have sent you today. I, um, it, it, it tells it, it gets heavy into it. So I mean, oh yeah, it was eight minutes. I ain't watched the whole thing yet. That that that'll never happen because they 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 know then we'll know the truth about. This thing called America. Sure. This place called America, rather. Uh, I got a, We got another video. I don't know what it is. Uh, if I don't like the first fifteen seconds of it, I'm probably gonna cut it off. So here we go. <laughs> oh, players! I know that our forever first lady Michelle Obama says, "When they go low, we go high," and I also know. That President Obama says this. Vote. Vote. They can't hear you boo, but they'll hear your vote. I understand all that, Obama. I get what you say and play. However, comma. <laughs> it feels so good to boo. <laughs> I'm going to have to go low today. I'm sorry, Michelle. <laughs> so today, Flatty Cruz decided to scurry his ass on out there to the Astro World Series Parade. And baby, everybody was having a funky good time, honey. They was throwing candy and they was drinking beer and just celebrating, honey. But when Flatty Cruz passed by, honey, they started booing his ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, Obama. We can do both. We can boo and vote, okay? Do we need this? We need this. Now, as Flannery Cruz was scurrying on through, honey, one man decided to take it a little further. He didn't want to just boo. Baby, he threw a beer can at Flannery Cruz, and it made contact. <laughs> Oh, man. So the man threw the can at uh, Flatty Cruz, and as you can see, the police were right there, honey. So according to the Houston P PD, they arrested one man during the victory parade today. It was a male, 33 years old. He threw a beer can at Flatty Cruz as the senator was on a float at the 2400 block of Smith Street. The beer can struck the senator in the chest and neck area. The senator did not require medical attention. I mean, I didn't even see the the beer can did engage, but I feel like his hand kind of, kind of, you know, blocked it or whatever. But either way, honey, it feels good, yeah, baby. Texas haven't forgot about Flatty Cruz leaving them out there to freeze. Texas has not forgot about what Flatty Cruz's response was to the tragedy in Uvalde. They haven't forgot about any of that, honey. So, hey, the opportunity uh, presented itself. At least he didn't require any medical attention. That's the only thing I can say. But uh, Obama, we gonna have to we gonna have to vote, vote and boo on this one, players. Put your thoughts in the comments. It's double D for the black. <laughs>
It was the booing for me. <laughs> Wait, did you see the white lady face? It was like she looked directly into the camera pissed that people was booing. <laughs> Away, because if this happened in Texas, he, like she said, they ain't forget that uh, when Texas had lost power, he took his ass down to Mexico in nice heat, warm heat and shit, and left them people to freeze for days without electricity. <laughs> they let his ass feel that hate. Oh. Uh, and the fact that she kept calling him Freddy Cruz. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. We got, we got two more. We got two more. Here go. Here go. Here's another question about highway construction. Who puts out the cones? Because that's the only guy getting shit done. <laughs> They'll have a sign: highway work for the next five miles. For ten miles, there is a perfectly straight line of cones. They are equally spaced. It's like artwork. The cones up there's twenty bulldozers over here, not doing shit. But. <laughs> The cones are right with it. Teach the cone guy to run a bulldozer. Let's build some shit around here. That's all I'm saying. Ida, you about to get on the road. <laughs> it was a guy, it was a guy that I uh at the high school where he actually started a company uh and gets paid by the city to do that. Just set out cones. I agree with 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 the hell he's saying. Whenever I go to Iowa, the long list of cones. Once you get so far up into, uh, I want to say somewhat Madison, that nothing, nothing is being done. <laughs> you just see a bunch of construction equipment, but ain't nobody working. <laughs> just, you don't even see that. <laughs> You, don't even you, just, see that. you just see a lane closed and a whole line of cones. Yeah, and it slows down traffic. I travel every other week. Oh, I mean, I think I told you I hit a a deer that must have got popped prior when I drove my van up there. And it's like, okay, we got all these fucking cones, but nothing is being done. Came back in the daytime. Still the same fucking shit. <laughs> Nobody out there working. It's, doing a damn thing. It's not like we need to get jobs as, as highway construction crew or something. <laughs> I know how to pour some concrete. Oh, I'll pour not. Because I swear, people people think I'd be going, so how are you a, a construction crew on a highway repaving project and you ghost? Like, how do you hide out there? Like, <laughs> next time I go, I'm going to need one of them damn cones. I'm going to do a fucking, <laughs> next time I, I go, I'm going to do a fucking live. And I bet you it's every bit of probably about 25 miles of cones. <laughs> That's how it was when I went through Illinois. Illinois was it was like you would get a sign that said construction for the next three miles and it would be legit three miles of cones and then one mile with no cones and then you get another sign construction for the next three miles. I'm like, well, what the hell is they doing on the highway? <laughs> there ain't even nothing wrong. Who the hell out here? Y'all just making it look like they are using this taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. Illinois be like that summer, winter, they don't give a fuck. It, oh, Illinois is such a long state to where I think they pay them people to go out there, stick the cones, then come back in for a while. Okay, that's the slow down traffic. That way, 
you you can get caught easier. I don't know. <laughs> oh, this shit is hilarious. And that's how I was when Jake drove down to Memphis. There was just like so many areas, and then the, the speed limit is slower. It, it was just horrible. Like, why is it so many cones? You get tired of seeing orange cones. I got or I, I saw so many orange cones driving down to Memphis last time. I wanted to throw up. That's just how many orange cones it was. And at that time, I had an orange car, so it pissed me off even more seeing them orange cones. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, Lord! It makes me feel like when I when I went for my motorcycle license, had so many cones in this uh, Kenosha uh, Met um, MATC or whatever was a college lot to where you had to zoom in and out the cones and break at the right time. I was tearing the motherfucking cones up. <laughs> <laughs> I was tearing the cones up, Lord. Huh. We got one more video for you people before we got out of here. We already over time, so I might as well just go ahead and play it. Uh, here we go. Found this out this year. Dentists. Dentists, man, they can tell. For anyone who didn't get that video, dentists know when you're sucking dick. Apparently, there's like bruising in the back of your throat from, you know, and it like, it's very noticeable to a dentist and they, from examining you, they know. They know what you've been doing. I want y'all to let that soak in real quick. Think about all of the dentists you've ever had while you were, and like, just think of the fact that they know that. They know. Now, I have a question for dentists. How long since I've sucked a dick does it take for you to not be able to tell? Like, how recent? That was backwards. Okay, fill in the sentence. If you were sucking dick at least blank amount of time ago, then I can tell. And I did the research. Because uh, I actually did watch that video. So apparently, uh, they said it depends on how and how and uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of. <sighs> intense the session was. So if it wasn't a very intense session, it could take two to three days. If it was a very intense session, it takes about about a week before they can't tell that you were like the man was doing in the video. <laughs> Lord, I'm I know that's gonna have a lot of people thinking like, hmm, if I was sucking dick two days before, uh, two days ago, and I went to dinner, it's like he go, they knew. And that's then the when they the dentist, if I do a or if I do if I'm doing a head to toe exam, I'm gonna be able to tell. Like, <laughs> why did it make it seem like? That? Wait, because at the beginning of the video, you guys didn't catch it. So basically, the guy was a dentist, and his patient was his brother. And he looked at his brother open wide and he saw his brother throw and was like, oh, he noticed his brother was having too much fun over the weekend. <laughs> it sounded like he was having too much fun too. So we so we just gonna we're gonna clarify that. They just know that something has been going down your throat. Doesn't necessarily mean it was penis. Are we sure? <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there because people are weird. Uh, you're right, because I have seen some people. Okay. Uh, some of you little nasties that be on uh, on Twitter. I've seen y'all having these big giant dildos that y'all like to stick down your throat. I've seen people stick uh, and pretending like they were 
it'll be like a traffic cone or like a, a cone and they pretend like they're doing oral sex on this cone and shoving this cone down their throat. I've seen people do it with bottles. So yeah, you don't know what the hell people shoving down their throat. It could be one of those artists that swallow the swords and stuff. You know, you never you never know. Yes. I would like to get hit by one of those people who swallow swords. Now that I, think, I don't know. That seems oh, like that would be a little uh, bit scary. You're going to suck the rest of me into your mouth? Final... <laughs> I, no, I feel like I'm going to... It's going to be one of... What, it's going to be like a snake. You're going to eat the rest of my body. I'm straight. It's going to It's just going to... It's just going to keep eating... And eating and bottomless pit. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go into final thoughts, everybody. What we got for final thoughts this week? If if you didn't go, if you didn't vote, uh, go choke on a dick. Um, Fuck you! Cause I we ain't need, choking on shit. Because we need marijuana to be legal, and you ain't go vote for marijuana to be legal in the state of Wisconsin. So go choke on a dick. Because I, I do, even though I don't smoke marijuana, I do enjoy doing the edibles. So um, yeah, go suck a dick, uh, choke on a dick. Um, Fuck you. Uh, uh, let's educate ourselves on politics. Let's do that, people. Let's educate ourselves on politics. Don't be scared about to learn about history. So, it's this channel called It's History, where I've learned a lot of stuff about historical stuff, facts, where he does actually get his uh material from credible sources, I should say. So don't be afraid to go in there. It, it, sometimes he might not even talk about something. It might it might have to do something with like a building or you know a tunnel being built in North in New York underground tunnel, like the first underground tunnel in New York for cars and stuff like that. It's just it's just it's, he teach about different stuff about history. It's not just U.S. history; it's world history stuff that different places in the world that he teaches you about. So don't be afraid to educate yourselves outside of school or even as. Like we can't be afraid to educate ourselves. Like, for instance, I've gone into writing a book, and I'm gonna let y'all know now. I know nothing about writing a book, but from listening to audio books and taking what I've heard in audio books and noticing the changes that I need to make in mind when it comes to dialogue and how certain stuff should go or sound or phrases to use, I took an initiative to find out that stuff, and it actually has made my book turn out a lot better. Be scared to educate yourselves. A Playboy magazine is easy to write. Good God. Jimmy, please tell me you got something for the people because this man needs to go take his medication. Uh, you need to take some too. Huh? Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Huh? No. Yeah. No. You, you need a shitload of it. Yeah, no, fine. I'm afraid to go to sleep. I can drop you off some. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. I'm so tired. I'm tired of no, y'all. You're I'm not tired of us. Um, final thoughts. Um, I agree with Martel. Education is is the key. They try to, they try to. Excuse my baby. <laughs> they try to control people by limiting education. Right? Be bad as hell, y'all. <laughs> what? He's curious. He's not bad. How dare you? I'm gonna have, we, so, Martell and I are going to have some words at the show. 
Anywho, educate yourselves. Absolutely. You know, it's so many different mediums out here now to educate yourselves. Like he said, he took it upon himself and learned um, how to pen a book by listening to a book, right? So it gave him the power and the autonomy to create a product um, and not be snuffed out by not having the education. That's all I got. Hold on, somebody playing with my partners. <laughs> Torian. <laughs> you live, uh, old man you, learn. you live and you learn. I, I man, I, I don't know. This this has been a fucked up uh conversation for me. I don't I don't agree with a lot of things and I don't disagree with a lot of things. It's just it is what it is. Get what you can, get out of life and fuck it. And with that being said, we hope y'all started your holiday shopping. We hope y'all have a magical, magical Christmas. And don't forget to head over to March. Habits365.com. Use code Anthony Ford to receive 20% off your purchase. And also head over to RefTheBirth.com. Use code Martin1 to receive 5% off your purchase. And don't forget to head over to TikTok and follow us on TikTok and Instagram. STDD Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Same cast different day podcast on Facebook. And make sure y'all subscribe to us on YouTube because we need more YouTube subscribers. So make sure y'all follow us on and subscribe on uh what's the what I was talking about YouTube. Same cat different day podcast on YouTube. Yes, I do need to create our YouTube handle. I don't know what it's gonna be yet, but make sure y'all uh subscribe to us on YouTube. We need some YouTube views because we're trying to be able to make money. So if we can get enough YouTube subscribers, y'all, we can start getting chart. Well, people who don't watch the lives, they have to watch a commercial to watch us, which means every time a commercial plays, we we get we get paid for it. So make sure y'all hit that subscribe button for us and help us out so we can make some money. And we're also looking man. for people to come aboard and want to be uh be on the podcast. Word. So with that being said, thank y'all for tuning into this episode of St. Cat Different Day Podcast. Y'all got an extra 12 minutes on this episode. So Yay, y'all got extra 12 minutes of us. At least see y'all on Thursday. Old Man Theater probably won't be on the episode on Thursday because he'll be somewhere taking his old man meds, rocking in the uh, rocking in a rocket chair on his porch and listen to what they what they call them things. Uh uh uh, uh, uh the with them guitars they be playing on the porches down south. Uh uh a banjo. You'll be down there playing banjo in the rocket chair down the south. So he won't he won't be here Thursday. I I I, I plan on tr- trying to be on. Period. I might be in my hotel room. I might not stay out in the woods. Mm-hmm. We'll but, uh, but thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see y'all on the next one. All right. I'm going to kill y'all. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to see y'all. All right. Okay. Go see y'all. Okay. All right. Now. All right. Okay.